Before we get into today's show, I have a special announcement. We here at Uplifting Impact are going to be hosting an online virtual summit on how to be an ally from August 14th through the 16th. Join us for thought-provoking, interactive, action-oriented content that will prepare you to be the ally we need. Tickets start at just $97, and there are also sponsorship opportunities available. Go to upliftingimpact.com to get more information. Hello, it's Deanna Singh at Uplifting Impact, and I'm so excited to have on the podcast today, Mr. Nate Todd. Nate has more than 14 years of experience in higher education. He was named Tulsa Community College's Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in 2019. In that role, he's responsible for leadership in driving change through the development and implementation of strategic equity, diversity, and inclusion initiatives across the college. He holds a Bachelor's of Arts degree in political science from Cameron University, a Master's of Science in College Student Personnel Services from Arkansas State University, and he's currently working on his doctor. I can't wait to call you Dr. Todd. Uh, his Doctor of Education degree in Higher Education Administration at Oral Roberts University. Welcome to the show, Nate. Oh, thank you so much. Uh I'm glad that I'm here. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here too. It's so awesome to be able to chat with you. I always, whenever we have a conversation, not only do I get off the call smiling because you're such a like warm, awesome person, but I also am like, I didn't think about that that way. That's a really interesting way to think about things. So I'm like excited to be having a talk with you, but I'm also excited because other people get to hear you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, uh, this is a glorious time to live right now. And I'm just so happy about what people are doing just throughout the nation and locally. And and with this pop- podcast, you can definitely, you know, I mean, uplift everybody and it's just show the greatness across the nation and the world. So thank you for putting this on. Thank you so much, Nate. And see, that's what I mean, friends. Listen to that positivity. There's a lot of people who describe this moment as, you know, a lot of other things. But again, because of who you are, I think you really see the potential. And that's actually one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about. So when we were uh, discussing, you know, preparing for this, one thing that you said that struck me was talking about how, even though there's a way that you could look at this and be like, oh, oh my gosh, so many, you know, things are happening and it feels so heavy that there's a way to look at this with some positivity. Um, Especially if you are in the space where you're trying to push forward some of these diversity, equity, and inclusion concepts. So can you talk to me a little bit more about what you meant about the positivity in this or the the moment here? Yes. You you know what? I... You know, I think that just because of my my nature, I always try to look at how can you make the 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 most impact of a positive change uh, within your situation. And so, one of the things that we were talking about is that, especially in higher education, uh, since that's what my experience in, for a DE and I practitioner, now, 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 now is the perfect time an opportunity to change the institution or organizational culture, brand, and change the narrative that is being told about your, 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 your organization right now. And the reason why is because people are listening. 
more than ever, people are listening. I mean, um, because of COVID-19, we're, we're kind of stuck at home. Here in our, in our education, we're stuck at home. We have these emails up. We have four or five screens on at a time, and we're listening to trends, and we're listening to, of course, your podcast, and we're listening to um, YouTube and then seeing what other people are doing. But at the same time, we need to really pay attention to, you know, our institution. People are listening to us within our institution. In higher education, the foundation of higher education was not made for everyone. And we know this. And now that with COVID, with the death of George Floyd and us fighting against injustice, we are able to talk to our institution and say, look here. This is how we need to look moving forward. And I think our institutions are really listening to that. Now that students are choosing to go to colleges and and junior colleges and and higher ed institutions uh, that actually have something to say about what's going on in the world right now, and they want to align with those kind of institutions, you really want to be at the forefront of that conversation. You want to be at, be one of their top choices in aligning what they want to do with their lives. That's knowing that they can get that great education from your institution. But not only that, it's aligned with their values and uh, how they want to live their life. And I, th- I just think that this is a really great opportunity. Like I said um, earlier, you know, the uh, strike the iron wide is hot, right? Um, the, the window is literally wide open. Mm-hmm. And so just strategize with your team and just go in and just, hey, this is a really great time to be a DE&I practitioner, I really believe. So I just got chills when you were talking because I was thinking about it from this perspective. You're right. Like right now, the marketplace is demanding that we show up. And that's not different in higher education. That's not different in corporate America. That's not different really across any industry. And so one of the things that is happening for me, at least, is I'm getting all of these phone calls from companies who realize that they are losing clients and they are losing vendors and they are losing employees. Why? Because they've decided that they want to remain silent and that's not okay for people. And the reason why I got chills is because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we have a whole cadre of 18-year-olds who are out there, who are going to take these institutions that have been in existence for a really long time, Mm -hmm. and they're going to fundamentally reshape them by making them take a stand, right? And, and put, put, wow, like the power, that power, that's, that's awesome. See what I'm saying, Nate? Yes, I know. These young people have great power. (laughs) (laughs) We only been on the phone for a couple minutes here, and you already dropping that knowledge. You know, that's huge. Yeah. And so, I think one of the things that's kind of interesting when you when you think about what's happening in institutions and them mm-hmm. having to be able to articulate their vision and values. Yes. One thing that's interesting is that all of these organizations, right? All of our companies, all of our, have their values, but a lot of times it could just sit on their website and it could be like the the modules that they do in their onboarding, but now those values are really being tested. It, oh yes. Like, Right in the in a public sphere, so that's kind of fascinating. No, and you're 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 absolutely correct. I mean, we are um, here at Tulsa Community College. We are constantly being tested. You know, we our 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 mission statement, our values. People are really asking. You know, I mean, is this really what you mean, or are you just 
saying it just to check a box or or to just make you feel good? Where's the action behind that? Right. And so we have to show people that, you know, not only do we believe this, but we but this is within the fabric of who we are. And we and we willing to not only make that change, but to move it forward here in, I guess, a few days, I will, would have been with TCC for an entire year. When I first started, I told them my main objective is to help people build upon their capacity. That's it. Um, we know that people start in different areas in this journey. And so if I'm, I'm able to start with someone who has never experienced diversity, equity, or inclusion to the person who is a seasoned veteran and is and able to expand their capacity, then we have moved forward. We have moved the whole institution forward. And how are we able to do that? Well, we have to jump into the systems, right, and change the culture, change the system, and make sure that everyone understands that this is critical in our growth and us moving forward as an institution. Right. And, you know, I think that's the thing, too. Like, everybody is going to be in different places in their journey, yeah. especially, like, the larger your organization gets or the larger your reach is people are going to be at different spots, you know? And I think one of the challenges has to be, so I'm curious about what you do with this. Cause I know this is something we, we are always talking about here at Uplifting Impact is when you're in a room and you've got that variety. So you have some people who have been in it, done the work or seasoned professionals who are, you know, like you, we're having this conversation. You've been doing this for 14 years. Like, so you've had this, you've had this extensive experience, but then you also have people who have come into the room and they're like, I just had no idea, you know, for whatever reason, no judgment here, but I just didn't know, or I didn't know at what degree some of these things were playing out all around me or how I might've been participating in it or kind of um, highlighting it or leveraging it on my behalf. Cause I, I was unaware, but now I'm aware, but this is new for me. Right. And it's, it feels overwhelming for me. How do you in the same space, in the same institution, in the same training yes. manage that, you know, those learning, those learning differences? Well, the, the main thing is this. I really believe that any training that you're doing has to be relatable, right, um, to a general audience. And then what you need to do is you need to actually offer stages, right, afterwards, so that uh, that after conversation. Within trainings, what I would like to do is I, have to, I actually like to split people up into groups. So I, I actually say, hey, if you really feel comfortable with this uh, topic, hey, go into group group one. If you don't really feel confident and you're not quite sure, hey, go into group two, because it'll allow people to really self-assess and then say, OK, then you know what? I need to go into either group so I can get a better understanding. But you have to do that. I don't think that you're able to really just talk to everyone the same because I just I had a conversation with a colleague about this just like two or three weeks ago about how are we able to uh, make sure that all programming that we're doing is able to reach everyone. And the 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 solution is to make sure that we are able to split people into groups, mm -hmm. make sure that we're able to talk about facts that is at all levels. So you need to say, okay, then this is what it's like at the beginning level. And then at the advanced level in the same sentence, almost, this is what it, what, what it's like. And so just be able to offer that to people. And then I think that you will get through it, but yeah. 
the one thing is this, right? I don't ever like to do a one-off conversation though. I always like to engage people with, okay, then so as follow-up, let's talk about this next Friday at a coffee chat. Hey, you know what? Let's talk about this next Saturday at a uh, lunch and learn. So yeah. it's really just continue to engage people. You know, that's one of the things too. I try to tell this to clients all of the time that if you make it episodic, then you kind of give it this different flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's just like, oh, we just did it this one time. And then and then it just, it feels like it's out of the pattern. It feels like mm-hmm. it's not part of your mm-hmm. culture. It feels like it's, some, but if you build in systems that are just normal parts of your, you know, every two weeks, we just have a conversation about how things are going, how people are feeling, where they're at, like that that's just a part of kind of what, what we do. A part of our culture is we care about the human beings. You come here every day, or maybe don't come here in physical presence, but virtually are, you know, come in every day. And, and we're making the space to be able to have those, those dialogues and build up that trust that that's where a lot of the change happens, right. Is in the consistency, not just in the one time that is great. Invite people and get them excited and get them revved up. Mm -hmm. It's the consistency that really gets them to the place where you're trying to go. Okay. I'm going to change subjects completely. Okay. I want to make sure in the little bit of time we have that I get to ask you this. Okay. You're in Tulsa. Yes, I am. Okay. So Tulsa has been <laughs> in the news a lot, right? Um, and in particular has a long history here around some of the challenges that exist in, in creating equitable and inclusive spaces, like mm-hmm. literally, right. has been the epicenter of a number of different situations. How have you like brought in the local context mm-hmm. and what's mm-hmm. happening in the local level into this more kind of global conversation about values, right? This big conversation, how have you brought the local part in? You know, what's so interesting about that is that, you know, we're, we're about to, well, we're about to do the remembrance of the Tulsa race massacre um, next year. I can honestly say that our college has been very involved with the community and how we can approach that and create learning outcomes that will not only do justice to what happened in 1921, but not only that, have a lasting effect past the 100-year mark. Here in Tulsa, you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. We have worked extremely hard to make sure that um, the, the the voiceless is heard, right? Mm-hmm. We have a large African-American population here. We have a large Hispanic Latinx population here. Um, we have a, and actually coming up also, we have a large um, Hmong population, Asian population here. And, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, in the nation right now, it's like it's, it's magnified here in Tulsa. The one thing I would like to say is that Tulsa has truly embraced um, listening to people and making impactful changes. Now, is it as quickly as we want it? Of course not. But the conversations are happening more frequently and changing is happening where you can actually see it. So I think years ago, maybe about five years ago, you can make plans to say, you know what, I probably not going to see that in my lifetime. But you're literally watching things change here in Tulsa. I mean, in North Tulsa, it was a food desert. 
Well, right now they're literally building um, uh, supermarkets in North Tulsa. We literally have uh, people of color uh, entrepreneurs investing into North Tulsa, West Tulsa, the exact same way where we have our large um, Hispanic Latinx population. We see entrepreneurs going out there and you know what? We are totally embracing. I tell you one of the, I, I tell you this, and it's really exciting. It gives me chill bumps. When I first moved to Tulsa, one of the greatest sights I have ever seen was when at our biggest park, it's like kind of like an amusement park, but it's called the Gathering Place. And it opened up. And what they did was they shined the LGBTQ uh, flag, the colors, the rainbow, over the nice guy over Tulsa. So over downtown Tulsa, over my house, you see the rainbow flag. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know any other city in the nation that would do that. And then the buildings would light up. And I'm sitting here like, what? This is amazing. This is where I want to be right now, right? And knowing that Tulsa Community College is able to be a part of that is amazing. And so just really quickly, let me just say this, though. Our students have been very engaged in this process, too. I don't think that you can move forward without involving your students. You know, Wait, can, we just, just, um, can we just snap here? <laughs> Not just students at your campus. Can we just snap for the fact that I don't think we can do anything without our younger people because no. they are amazing. Yes. And they can. And you know what? They, they have a energy. lot of resources. <laughs> energy. And it's so funny now. I just turned I just I just turned 40, uh, you know, this this last month. And um, happy birthday. Now, now all of a sudden, I feel like in the, like since I turned 40, all of a sudden I've been having all these. Well, you know, the young people, the young people. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I have already been doing that. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. I'm like, man, you young people get to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm still young. No. You're still young. We're all still young. I'm going to, I'm going to hold You that. know what? <laughs> yes. I, uh, I turned actually, I turned 41 this year. All right. And so um, I'm excited about that um, because I, I actually want to get older. I think <laughs> old, older people have the most fun. So I'm just going to yeah, leave that there. Just <laughs> drop that in the universe. But um, our, our young people has really t- outdone themselves mm-hmm. and being really engaged with um, uh, social justice issues, equity issues. Our young professionals here in Tulsa has been extremely active. Impact Tulsa has been extremely active. Uh, we just have just some amazing people coming in, especially from out of town and out of the state, from New York, Chicago, other places coming into Tulsa, really helping us out. And these and these young people just just love us and and uh, really want to help build this community. So, how are we doing? I think we're doing pretty amazing. I really do. I, I think that we are definitely in a sweet spot right now of change. And we can tell our grandchildren, I was there when That's that right. happened. That's right. You know, and I think that that um, it's sometimes it's really hard. And I think when you're in the social justice space and you're doing this work, it's not like, you you know, your wins are as clear cut, right? Like they're not they're not as clear as, oh, I just... I just saw a number go up. I just saw it. It's not, it doesn't work that way, right? There's, there are challenges in doing this work. And one of the big challenges is that it's progress can be kind of slow, 
But when you do have those moments, when you see the beautiful rainbow flag, when you see like a young person use their voice to try and activate change, when you see people choosing to come someplace because they want to try and create a new kind of environment and and build the next the next chapter really in the history book. We don't like what the last chapter said, but we can build the next chapter together. We can write that together, that there is so much power that sometimes there's there's got to be a little bit of pain and discomfort in order for there to be enough ground for you to build something, right? For something to grow. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So that was, thank you. Thanks for for sharing what's going on. Obviously you got some Tulsa pride. Uh, Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that we had the chance uh, to chat today, Nate. I know that there's going to be a lot of people who are interested in learning more about what's happening in Tulsa, that they're going to want to be following you and your endless, boundless optimism and joy. (laughs) And so if if people want to stay connected to you, what's the the best way to do that? Um, Yes. uh, You know what? I'm 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 kind of old school, so you can definitely look me up on Facebook. Yeah, this awesome. Nate Todd on Facebook, but then also on LinkedIn, Nate C Todd, and I always throw in the C because I'm my me and my father have the same name, and so if you Google me, right, you put Nate Todd, my father picture will come up, and you'll be <laughs> like, oh, is that him? No, we can't. We look alike, but. Mm, that's, that's a different person. <laughs> and so my father is really uh, an important person in Arkansas. But anyway, and then, of course, Nate C. Todd um, and LinkedIn. And then, of course, on Instagram, nate.c.todd. And that, that's it. Yeah. Excellent. So we'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes too, so that if you didn't quite catch it, you can go ahead and and get it from the show notes. But Nate, I just want to say thanks. I I bring a lot of educators onto the podcast and I do that with intention. I think that Mm -hmm. if we're going to be making change, what when I snapped earlier, I meant it. A lot of our change is going to come when we give power to our young people to help lead mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. right? So that, so when we step back and actually follow them, have the courage to follow them. And I know that you are doing so much in the, your community and you're doing so much across the country just by supporting young people and letting them have that voice and giving them the tools that they need to be able to persevere. So for that, I am super duper grateful. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Have a fantastic day. Thanks. And everybody who's (laughs) listening to Uplifting Impact, make sure that you share, share, share. We love having more friends. Uh, We do believe here at Uplifting Impact that if you connect this idea of leadership with what you're doing in diversity, equity, and inclusion, we really can fundamentally change the way and the fabric of our country, of our nation, of this world. But we need to be able to make sure that we're staying focused on that and that we are empowering awesome people like Nate, but that we're also learning from people (laughs) like him too. So come back to Uplifting Impact, come back to the podcast, share it with your friends, like it, do all the things you're supposed to do. We'd really appreciate it. And I will check you out in the next session. Take care. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.